Entrepreneur on Fire 1020. The plan that you would have imagined for yourself, there may be something better in store. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with today's rock star entrepreneurs seven days a week. Are you prepared to podcast? Visit freepodcastcourse.com to sign up for our free 15-day podcast course today. Ignite. Run your business from your pocket with eVoice. Go to eVoice.com slash fire for your extended 60-day free trial. This is a special offer for our listeners, so visit eVoice.com slash fire today. Try ZipRecruiter and get your perfect candidate this summer before they go to somebody else. Today, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, ZipRecruiter.com. Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Sarah Rose Atman. Sarah, are you prepared to ignite? I am prepared to ignite. Yes. Sarah is founder of Sarah Rose Public Relations, a boutique PR agency that works with companies nationwide. Prior to that, she was a staff reporter at Us Weekly. Sarah, fill in any gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse into your personal life. I've always loved the world of media, even when I was a young girl reading, you know, the glossy lifestyle magazines and 17 and just thought, you know, my dream was always to be involved in the media. And I thought it would be as a writer or editor. And then I, you know, pursued that. And to this day, I do write. I'm a contributor at Baltimore Sun and Entrepreneur and and some, some magazines like that. But really, I got into the other side of um, the media, which is public relations. And, um, you know, people know publicists and especially, you know, entrepreneurs know that they need a publicist or their friend has a publicist, but really just to like cut through all the nonsense, a publicist job and my job is to get you into the news. So that's our main, our main goal for our clients and our main skill set is to get them covered on, on shows like Entrepreneur on Fire. I was just going to say that you sent a couple great guests this way. So thank you for that. Yeah, and I'm excited welcome. that we can now be featuring you on Entrepreneur on Fire. And what I'd like to talk about real quick before we move on to the meaty stories is you're at a networking party in Bmore, and someone walks <laughs> up to you and they say, Sarah Rose, what exactly do you do? How do you answer that in 10 seconds? I own a PR company. And then uh, if I need to elaborate, I'll say, I help you get your company into the news. And then typically people look at me very, very confused because <laughs> I'm turning 28 this summer and I sound young and I look young and they kind of don't believe it. But that is truly what we do. And we've had this company for, you know, three or four years now. So I think we we know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the key thing on this is it's a conversation starter. You know, it's to get people talking, to get people intrigued. But now let's talk about how you came to be doing what you're doing. I mean, you used to be a staff reporter at Us Weekly. What did that transition look like? How did you make that leap from being a staff reporter at Us Weekly to being the founder of Sarah Rose Public Relations? Tell us that story. I did not plan to be an entrepreneur. Uh, my father's an entrepreneur, and I didn't even really know what he did for the longest time. <laughs> um, and when I was working at Us Weekly, I mean, in many ways, this was a dream job. I was interviewing celebrities. I had a shiny, you know, job description, and this was fresh out of college. And I just thought, you know, this was really, really awesome. But um, 
after enough time had passed, I just realized that I was getting burnt out. I, um, you know, they knew that I was young and hungry. So they sent me on like crazy missions. I'm grateful. I I love us weekly and I had the best time, but I just got tired and I realized that this is just not going to be a fit like long-term. I can't, I'm my life career is not going to be climbing the us weekly ladder. And so I, um, I just had to put in my notice and I thought, okay, well, I love writing. So I'll, you know, just do writing, but you can't just be a quote writer. It's really, really hard to make a living as a freelance writer or or a writer in general, which is, you know, why I have so much respect for the journalists that I work with on a day-to-day basis. Cause in many ways, like I couldn't cut it, you know, I couldn't make a living as a writer. So then I'm just like really confused and lost. Bit of a long story, but I ended up enrolling in grad school for a little bit and that didn't work out. And I and one really interesting thing that happened in grad school though, it was to become this is my little I call it my quote unnecessary semester of graduate school. <laughs> <laughs> I had one of those in law school. No worries. Okay. You know what? We, it it was very bizarre, but it was to become a, um, a counselor or a therapist. Um, because I do love people and I do love helping people. And my mom's a psychiatrist and it's always been an interest of mine. But one of the classes I was taking that first semester was called, um, career counseling. And it was about helping people find their, you know, careers, what they're meant to be. And every test that I took come up, came up media, you know, entrepreneur, business. And it was so, so clear that this was the wrong path. So then now I'm at a loss again, and I've like officially, you know, ruined a whole year of just searching. And I end up just saying, you know what, I know how to help. I know how to get someone into Us Weekly, because I know all my friends work there still. I know what, you know, the journalists are looking for. And I had worked with a lot of publicists and was so surprised by how, wrong they were approaching me that I couldn't I you know I couldn't help them with the things they were asking me to help with and I could help them with the things that they weren't so I kind of knew about PR and I anyway so I just sort of had this idea I'm gonna I'm gonna consult and I'm gonna have you know I'm gonna have people uh help them get into us weekly and help them get into the other publications where I know I know people who work there this ended up working really well I just reached out to some you know friends from the business some celebrity stylists they were my first clients and we got them into us weekly and um where else life and style and like uh I think in touch and all these places and you know less than a month and I realized you know I think I'm onto something here and you know fast forward we have enough clients to to make it an LLC. Um, so I do, you know, this wasn't really a thoughtful process. It was just kind of, okay, the next step is, you know, to brand this and the next step is this. And Sarah, I'm going to break in right here because what I really think the important thing is here that a lot of listeners need to understand is that you had experienced the flip side of things. Like you had seen from the Us Weekly side how bad PR people were doing it. And that's so critical. Now, just okay. in a couple sentences, because we had a lot to get to. Sorry, today. I know. Just cut me off at all if I say And now. I will, believe me, and I'll continue to okay. do so. <laughs> how are you currently, as a public relations specialist and the founder of your company, how are you currently generating revenue? Like what does that look like quickly? Media relations is our biggest moneymaker. So that is and like specifically people. like, what does that look like? That looks like you telling me, you know, I have a great story, my company and my name out there. And we help you a hone in on what that story is and B get it where it needs to go. Um, so I, so, you know, you 
might think, you know, front page of the New York Times is where I belong, but we look at what you are, what you realistically, realistically where we can place you. And, um, and we do our best and we have, you know, very, very happy clients and we get them a lot of media placements that are really unprecedented that people before said, Oh, you could never be in USA today. You could never be in Forbes. And, and we know, you know what, there's an opening, there's a story here. And, and I think if we pitch the right person with the right story, they're going to like it. All right, Sarah, I'm going to really challenge you here to be uh-huh. concise because, you know, there's... Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, certain people struggle with it. I definitely struggle with it at times. And this is the story, which is going to be what you would consider your worst entrepreneurial moment. So take us to that moment. Tell us that story in a concise manner. Got it. <laughs> worst entrepreneurial moment, had a very terrible situation with a client, Um essentially was stabbed in the back and it was very damaging to my relationships. We did a special type of, when you have a big announcement, we did a embargoed news release, um, which is when you say, Hey media, you can all only share this at 9am on tomorrow, you know, on Thursday, this, whatever. But, um, the problem anyway, the client ended up saying, okay, that's what we're going to do. And then shared that story, you know, casually on the phone with another competing outlet, you know, the day before. And uh, my relationships were really tarnished after that because the journalist thought I had leaked this story and and the trust was broken. Man. So you get to that point and you've built up these relationships over time. And there's a great Warren Buffett quote, it takes a lifetime to establish a reputation in a minute to ruin it. How do you recover from that? I mean, just in kind of maybe just one sentence, sum up for Fire Nation, like, and not even one sentence, but just a couple key points about what you did moving forward to kind of repair those relationships. Time. I had to pay them back in a way that showed that I was trustworthy and I had to, I basically had to find interesting stories and give them exclusives so they knew and apologize profusely. So let's do a shift here. And now we're going to talk about an aha moment, an epiphany. I mean, you had one of those for sure when you said, man, these PR people that are pitching me when I'm a staff writer at Us Weekly, they're doing it all wrong. Like, this is lame. This is pathetic. This is boilerplate. And you had that aha moment of, hey, like, I could do this better. I could do this right. And you've, you know, you've built a business off of that. So take us to a, an aha moment like that because you've had a lot. And now what's one that is really a good story? And take us to that moment. Tell us that epiphany moment story. I just realized that I don't need to be like other PR firms, which sounds obvious based on our previous point that I didn't think the PR firms were that effective when I was a member of the media. But as a publicist, I got a lot of grief from my peers about two things in particular. One, our price point. We're way below our competitors. And so they didn't like that. They said, you should charge more. You know, it's, you're devaluing our services. Um, and then the other thing was, we don't focus on retaining clients. So I don't feel bad if I have a client for three months. You, you know, I can't tell the same story for five years. It's, it's done after three months, in my opinion. So I struggled with that, you know, because we have clients and then they come and they go. And, and I realized, you know what, I would rather have 40 cool clients a month than three big fish that retain me, you know, for my entire career. I don't, I don't want that. And that that's totally okay. And I'm comfortable with this, you know, and that my, my clients, we can, we can work with a lot of small businesses because of this, 
new model that we have. And so that gave me a lot of relief to know that I don't have to be like these other firms. One key thing that I take away from this, Sarah, is don't let your competition dictate your business strategy. And it's so important, Fire Nation, to say, you know what? This is my UVD. This is my unique value distinguisher. This is what's going to set me apart. And for Sarah, it was lower prices. For Sarah, it was knowing the other side of the equation and having been part of that. For Sarah, it was X, Y, and Z. And the competition, you know, of course, they're not going to want to see her succeed. So, I mean, they're going to be planting these seeds and that's okay. But you need to keep that laser focus. I mean, I can remember when I first got to my job in corporate America and we had to make phone calls. You know, I made 100 phone calls in one day and they're like, whoa, whoa, bring it back, buddy. You're making us look bad. We're making 60 phone calls a day. But I was like, hey, this is making me better. Like, I'm not going to let my coworkers dictate the hard work that I want to put in here. So for me, that's huge. And Sarah, what do you really want to make sure that our listeners take away from, you know, just that realization you had? It's hard when your competition is telling you, uh, you know, we've been doing this for a very long time and this is how it works. And you know, in your heart that that doesn't work for you. It's like trying to, you know, wear a pair of pants that is just too tight. It's not going to fit, you know, (laughs) and, uh, and that you have to be you and and do it your way and, you know, have integrity and, and follow your, you know, your inner voice as cliche as that is. It's cliche, but it's true in a lot of ways. I mean, we talk all the time on Entrepreneur on Fire about how it's the people who follow their intuition and follow their gut that are having the aha moments and the successes. And often those those worst moments, the biggest failures are coming when they don't look at those red flags and they don't pay attention to what doesn't feel right. And I mean, Sarah, a lot of people told me, in fact, my mentor and, you know, some of the highest people in the industry, John, a seven day a week podcast is not going to work. Well, you know, here we are over a thousand episodes later and Sarah Rose Public Relations is reaching out to me, you know, pitching guests. So, I mean, obviously it was good that I didn't listen to, uh, you know, the, the competitors or just, you know, the other people out there in the universe. And Sarah, what I want to move into now is what's called the fire round and take a, you know, about Mm -hmm. 30 seconds to answer these questions. No super rush. Um, the first one being what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? My biggest weakness is that I wish I had a thicker skin. I, especially in PR, you're reaching out to people all day long. You're kind of like a salesperson and you only need a few yeses to get a great media hit, but you get a lot of no's and, Um, and I do sometimes wish I could be a bit more, a bit less sensitive and just say, okay, part of the business onto the next. Yeah, I love it. I mean, we have to realize as entrepreneurs, it's a numbers game, Fire Nation. I love when my guests come on and say, I love for no, I live for no, because I got to get nine no's to get one yes. So every no that I get, it's just bringing me closer to a yes. So bring those no's in. That's the only way to do things. Now on the flip side, Sarah, what's your biggest strength? Being a good networker and being a good writer, those two are tied. Um, Being a writer is so important because that's how you communicate with people these days. You know, it's the phone is very rare for us. We use it, but journalists don't even really like to be called on the phone. They're very they they want the email in and you know just done. So we have to communicate very efficiently, very quickly, and it's it's been a really big uh, attribute to the company's success. Awesome. So you have a lot of things going on, but what's the one thing that has you most fired up today? In general, it's that aha moment that I shared, which is that I really feel that now that we've really owned the fact that we are who we are and we're going to work at this lower rate with clients 
to turn over, you know, when they decide to turn over, but it's not because we failed. It's because we succeeded and they're, they're done telling their story for now. And I feel that, you know, because of this, the sky's the limit. We can work with really great businesses, you know, and, and have fun and, you know, say, see you next year. And, and that's exciting. Yeah, I love that. And not claiming to know anything about public relations, but it makes sense to me. I mean, there's entrepreneurs that have book launches. Then that guess what? That mm-hmm. book launch is over. You know, they have an event. But guess what? Now that event is over. And so you can be that person that can and that public relations team that can be there for them because you found that niche. And think of the referrals that can come in too. It's like, oh yeah, you're having a book launch. Oh yeah, I had a book launch last month. You know, check out Sarah Rose, you know, public relations, like they rocked it for me. And and that's huge. Totally. And if you have a book launch, you don't need to be talking about it nine months later. Right. It's, it's done. You know, I can't help you get more coverage for it. It's an old story now. Fire Nation, we're about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Summer's a great time for a lot of things. The sun is shining, the birds are singing, and it's the perfect time to kick it into high gear and start growing your business. But it can't be done alone. In order to truly scale your business, you're going to have to hire the best people who can help. Ready to start growing your team, but just not sure where to start? What if I told you there's no need to be intimidated by having to post your job in 10 different places or having to sort through hundreds of applications? Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, growing your team just got easier. With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 100 plus job sites with a single click and within 24 hours, watch your candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses and today you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. One more time, try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Being an entrepreneur means wearing a lot of hats, and that often means handling all the phone calls for your business. This can be a real challenge when you're trying to deal with larger goals like growing your business. And hiring a full-time receptionist to answer, manage, and route business calls is a luxury that most small business owners can't afford. And yet, with today's technology, there are simple alternatives to having a full-time employee handling your calls 24-7. For instance, eVoice answers all of your calls like a receptionist, but it's actually an automated phone system that works with your phone you already use, whether it's a landline or mobile. And starting at just 13 bucks a month, it's literally a fraction of what you would pay to hire someone to handle your calls this efficiently. Want to try it for yourself? Go to evoice.com slash fire for your special extended 60-day free trial. Fire Nation, this is a special offer for our listeners, so visit evoice.com slash fire today. That's evoice.com slash fire. Sarah, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Yes. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I did not have an idea. That is the number one thing you need to become an entrepreneur. Finally, it dawned on me, you know what? This is a really great thing that I could turn into a business and I could really take it somewhere. And then once I realized that, then then it was go time. What's the best advice you've ever received? Uh, The best advice is what's your part? Quote, what's your part? So that helps me because I get my power back in a situation, even with that horrible, horrible situation I talked about before, um, my worst entrepreneurial moment when the client stabbed me in the back, I could think to myself, okay, what did I do here that played into this? And it was, you know, I trusted someone that I'd seen many red flags and I didn't put my foot down earlier. And then I knew never again. When you own your own part, you can, you, you can feel empowered to not 
do the same things again and know that you're not just this victim, you know, in the universe, just throwing stuff at you, you know, and you, you can say, I, you know, I'm in control here. What's a personal habit that you believe contributes to your success? Always make time for myself. Um, And I'm sure I I know a lot of your guests talk about this, but it is so important. And I went to this book launch a a year ago or so, it's a book called Overwhelmed by Bridget Schultz. And she talks about how Mark Twain uh, spent a whole summer, what looked like just lounging by a lake, you know, lounging, lounging around doing nothing. But really by the end of that summer, he had written the entire The Adventures of Tom Sawyer in his head. So leisure time is creative time. And I always make sure that I have that downtime to fuel my career. Yeah, we're always like these busy worker bees, you know, we're just buzzing around everywhere. How can that ever give us the time and the space to actually be creative? That's why I treasure my 35-minute power walks around the Bay here every morning. Like, that's my space. That's my time. Deep breaths, Fire Nation. Do you, Sarah Rose, have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? I like a company called EchoSign. I think it's Adobe EchoSign, and I use it to digitally send contracts and sign them digitally. Um, I also use a, a, something called Sign Easy, which is a mobile app, does the same thing, and it saves mm. me a lot of time. Yeah, I love, I love when banks say, yeah, just, uh, just you know, fax this over to us, your signature. And I'm like, wait, wait, I don't have a <laughs> printer, let alone a fax <laughs> machine, let alone, like, what do you, I don't even have a pen. Like, send yeah, this same. over Echo, Adobe EchoSign, like, let's get it over with in just two clicks. I mean, what right. are we doing here? So if you could recommend one book, Sarah, for our listeners, what would it be and why? Uh, Right now, I'm reading this book uh, called Good to Great by Jim Collins. Uh, My father recommended it. And it's really, it's a slow read for me because I have to digest every, you know, small chapter and really have a think on it. But I, it, it talks about why do these two companies that are the same here, one grows and one stays the same, but they literally look the same, like a Bank of America and a Wells Fargo. Right. Why is one growing and the other isn't? And it gives you some great tools. Well, Fire Nation, I know you love audio, so I teamed up with audiobooks. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Sarah, this next question is the last of the lightning okay. round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? The number one thing I would do is get a job. I would go to a coffee shop with Wi-Fi and then I would get on Craigslist and I would just apply places, you know, because I need an income to do the things that I want to do in life. And then, you know, maybe I'd get a job at a PR firm, which would be great because I'd, I'd know what I'm doing um, and work my way up there. And the last thing I would do is I would want to make some friends. So I think I'd go to meetup.com and, you know, just is, is that the site where you have the meetup groups? Totally. Um, and I would, you know, maybe go to you know, join a recreational football league or you know whatever and and just try and find a crew on this new world wreck football sarah i learned something about you every sentence i love it so (laughs) let's end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance the best way that we can connect with you then we'll say goodbye the plan that you would have imagined for yourself there may be something better in store that is my my piece of guidance because for me i thought oh i'm gonna go to college i'm gonna graduate and then i'll go work in New York and I'll work as an editor and then I'll, you know, marry a finance guy and then we'll live nearby. And, and that 
definitely did not happen, but this is very cool as well. And I, and I think that, you know, I had to kind of let that do its own thing. Um, you can find me at sarahrosepr.com and we have a special deal for you guys. So if you want to do sarahrosepr.com slash fire, um, we're offering one week free of PR services. If you sign up for a month, um, of PR, we work on a month to month basis. So we would talk more about it on a, on a call, but you would do a call with us and then, you know, you can save a week off of that. Wow. Fire Nation, if you haven't tried PR and you have something that's worthy of PR of, or of just public knowledge, then hey, check it out. SarahRosePR.com slash fire. It's worth a phone call, worth a talk, worth a check out. And Fire Nation, I do just really want to hammer home that you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with Sarah Rose Atman and JLD today. <laughs> Two people with three names each, and uh, we're going to keep up the heat on that. So head over to eofire.com. Just type Sarah with an H in the search bar. Her show notes page will pop right up with all the resources, books, greatness that we talked about. And of course, go straight to sarahrosepr.com slash fire to hook up with Sarah and uh, have a little chat about your PR needs. And Sarah, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks so much. Take care. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com to link to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more. I'm hosting a live podcast workshop where I'll teach you how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast and answer any questions you have. Visit podcastwebinar.com to claim your spot today. Have an inspired day and ignite.